from a flightless simulator at Ferris Air to a momentous meeting in an alley to the complex mind of an architect to every far sector in space and to the brilliance of the central power battery on OA this is the podcast that covers the adventures of all of your favorite ring slingers this is the Emerald Echo with your hosts Adam and the Emerald Enthusiast Welcome to another episode of Emerald Echo, a Green Lantern podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and with me is my co-host, the Emerald Enthusiast himself, Donnie. Donnie, how's it going? Hey, what's up, Lantern fans? It's the man whose ring runs on Fanboy Energy, the podcasting machine, the big nerd in green. It's the Emerald Enthusiast, and we're back to take you back in time to the misadventures of Kyle Rayner. Yeah, we haven't talked about Kyle in in quite some time, Uh, so it's good to... Go back to him um, uh, and 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 see what he's up to, uh, and um, slight spoiler alert: I really liked one of the issues I read. Uh, I didn't like the other two, but we'll get into that. Uh, and there was one that I didn't read because Comicsology hasn't updated some of their stuff. So, uh-huh. but Donnie will fill me in on that issue. I certainly but, will. Uh, but now that I've totally confused the uh, viewing and listening audience as to what, what I'm talking about, which issues will we be talking about regarding uh, Kyle's adventures? We will be looking at Green Lantern Volume 3, number 59. We will be looking at New Titans, number 119, as well as Damage. That is the first Damage series from the 90s, issues number 8 and 10. My reading experience of these issues was damaged by reading those two books. But anyway... <laughs> um, um let's get um yeah. i'd love to tell you that there are there's kyle news outside of comic books or even within current comic books but there's not so there's not much to talk about in that regard um but in the meantime so we'll get right to it uh let's start with uh, our first issue uh green lantern number 59 yes green lantern number 59 and one of the things that you will notice in uh, this, the the cover that well, no, the the page, the credit page says Ron Mars the story, Daryl Banks, Romeo Tangall doing the inks, Daryl Banks doing the pencils. That is Steve Matson colors. Albert de Guzman is the letterer. Eddie Braganza is Elf, and Kevin Dooley is Santa. This is a Christmas themed issue called Green Christmas. Yeah, and it's. I love this issue. By the way, little tidbit from my personal history: I was actually reading this on the day that I first met Ron Mars. Oh, awesome! That's awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's a great little tidbit. And uh, you know, look, it's it's uh, you know the second last week of well, the se- near the end of January mm-hmm. as of this recording. But I'll tell you, reading a Christmas issue felt good because I was still in the mood. So. Yeah. Like, all right, we're back at Christmas time. So good point. Yeah. Well, right. and you know, we did Hawkeye on the, the Marvel podcast right after Christmas. So, you know, that's right, yeah. there's those lingering holiday feelings that sometimes need to be satiated. So yeah, yeah, especially yeah. with Christmas, because yeah. uh I like Christmas is my favorite holiday. See, we're we're right on the same page. In Halloween, I could do it all. <laughs> like here's my thing with Halloween. I celebrate costume people all the time every Wednesday. I don't need one extra day where you add <laughs> monsters and, and 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 zombies, which I could care less for. 
uh, to the mix. So that's why I'm not too big on Halloween. I can't stand horror movies, and that's why I really don't like Halloween all that much. With the exception of the Adams Family, I dig those uh, them, and Ghostbusters, which is you know, Halloween uh, periphery, if you will. Yes. Um, but yeah, generally Halloween is not my deal. Uh, I like Thanksgiving because, you know, basically mashed potatoes. But with a particular person's use of uh, uh, turkey on Vero recently, I'm starting to hate Thanksgiving uh, uh, because of a certain fan base. But Christmas, they can, nobody can ruin Christmas for me, Donnie. How about that? All right. I don't care what, 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 what somebody posts on Vero for Christmas or over analysis of a picture. Nobody's ruining Christmas. <laughs> and you know why nobody's ruining Christmas? Because Batgirl said at Christmas time, the upcoming movie, and that will always be you know, good for me. Okay, uh, but that's uh, I've went off on a tangent. Green Lantern fifty nine. Continue. <laughs> okay, so well before we get to that, you know, you again, you so you say that, you know, Halloween is not your favorite holiday, right? So would you say every Halloween for you is a long Halloween? Well, it, it is. I often <laughs> read the book. Actually, it's, it's, it's come to think of it. Uh, Dad joke number one. <laughs> yeah, it's a long Halloween, but when I'm reading a Batman book, it's it's more palatable. How about yes. that? So. Halloween for me has always been kind of hit or miss. As a kid, I loved it. Yeah, now, but now I'm like 38. So well, see, I that's the thing. This. Before I got married, there was nothing to do on Halloween. Then I got yeah. married. Then I had kids. Yeah. And then there was trick-or-treating again. But now my kids have outgrown that sort of. So Yeah, and in my neighborhood, yeah. like, no no kids come around. So it's like, what the hell do I care? Like, it's, it's, it's another day. It's like another, you know. Well, we'll have to find something special next Halloween to do a special podcast to get you You know excited. what we need to do? We need to have Margot Robbie dress as Harley Quinn, come knock on my door, and I'll give her some candy. And then I'll be happy about it. <laughs> I'm, and, I'm sure you would be. And, and there we go. That's, there's the solution. Okay. So Warner Brothers, make it happen, or I'll boycott okay. you like some other crazy that, people. On the anyway. That's, that's right, brother. If you're going to dream, dream big. That's <laughs> right. I go, I go big. I go bigger. Go home. And oftentimes, I'm going home. <laughs> Okay, back to Green Lantern Volume 3, number 59. We went took a wrong turn at Albuquerque there. <laughs> Green Lantern number 59 opens with Impulse getting a two-point takedown on Kyle. Kyle gets the two for the construct reversal. Arsenal is upset because Kyle is late for the training session. Kyle gets reprimanded while Bart makes faces at him behind his back. Kyle isn't fond of monitor duty at Titans headquarters on Christmas Eve. And this first, like, opening scene ends with Arsenal telling, though, Kyle that his name is actually Roy. So despite the fact that Arsenal opens up and he's a little prickly with Kyle here, you see that Kyle is starting to make some genuine friends, at least within the superhero community, and he's gaining some acceptance as Green Lantern. So what were your initial thoughts of the first part of this book? Uh, it was really, uh, first of all... <laughs> I love the way Bart is written mm -hmm. because he feels like a genuine young teenager. Right. <laughs> That's not often the case in some superhero comics or on some superhero TV programming or in the superhero space. So I really like that, that Bart feels like a teenager. Um, mm -hmm. um, um, I really, it's really interesting seeing uh, Kyle with the they're the new they're the, it's the new Teen Titans at this point, right? Yes. 
But they still call themselves Teen Titans? Right, and the title is New Titans at this point. Okay, so they dropped the team? At least, in the, I can't remember whether they are calling themselves yeah. Teen Titans, but I know the, this point, the title like, is New Titans. Yes. Yeah, because I was like, there's ain't no way Roy is a teenager anymore, and neither no. is Kyle, So and neither is Donna. So calling yourself Teen Titans at this point would re- literally be like, you know, you know, the 90210 of the comic book world where, you know, Jason Priestley was playing a teenager and he was 30 years old. So right. <laughs> it, it's, it would have been ridiculous. But I do like watching Kyle kind of work his way into the group and being part of the group. And, of course, him not being on time is a character trait that, that continues. Sure. Um, I was kind of surprised at how much of a hard time Roy gave him just because in my head I'm reading and I'm thinking, dude, you're Green Arrow sidekick. Like, who do you think you are? Like, in the, <laughs> in, in the grand scheme of DC characters, you're what, the second or third guy that runs around with an arrow, a bow and arrow? Mm-hmm. Like, sit down. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> He's got here. a Green Lantern ring. Sit right. yourself down right. and, and stop trying to pretend you're Batman. You're, you're nowhere near that. Like, Green Arrow is... And I like Green Arrow, but let's be honest, he's the bargain basement Batman. And 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 so you're you're the you're the, the poor man's Robin. So sit down and, and, and you know let you know take stock of where you rank in the DC universe. Your arrow and bow is trumped by the Green Lantern ring. So if he's late, he's late. That was my take on it. Well, and I will say you'll see within this comic too, as well as the new Titan the new Titans comic, that Roy is having some confidence issues. Right. So he worries about his own decision making. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. but it just felt it felt like he's like he's trying to be more important than he actually is. Yeah, maybe that's part of his confidence. Sure. He, he's trying to put on a little bit of bluster to show yeah. that he's in charge. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's like, you know, uh, the Brooklyn brawler trying to lead the, the, the WWE <laughs> locker room in the nineties. Like who the hell do you sit down? Uh, <laughs> Well, and let me just say, though, here, before we get on to more of the narrative, I think it's important. You wonder why Kyle was so immediately put into crossovers and group books, like, you know, things like Damage and New Titans. There weren't a lot of characters inhabiting Kyle's world when the Green Lantern Corps was taken out and how Jordan's a villain. So you need people. And we talked about that with Alexandra DeWitt. Why do you kill Alexandra DeWitt right away? Well, because who else were you going to kill? At this point, we yeah. need Kyle to have some friends and some other characters for Kyle to play off of that aren't temporary characters. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, it makes a lot of sense, for sure. Yeah. So, again, we're at Titan headquarters now. Kyle is there for monitor duty overnight. This is Christmas Eve. Damage, Terra, and Impulse all show up in civilian clothes. I really love the word balloon here because Kyle is like, oh, hey, Damage. Hey, Terra, Impulse. You know, <laughs> and it's really a frosty word balloon. And it lets you every, it lets you know everything you need to know about, you know, Kyle and Bart initially. So, Yeah, they, and, they get on each other's <laughs> nerves for sure. Oh, at, so, least, at least. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Bart gets on Kyle's nerves. Mm-hmm. And, dumb. of course, they introduce themselves by their real names, Tara, Grant, and Bart. And so we're starting to see them trust Kyle a little bit. And he 
you know, uh, he uh, reciprocates and says, by the way, my name's Kyle. It's not just Green Lantern. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. It was just, you could tell how fresh this, this group is in terms of their familiarity with each other, that they're now just now exchanging like real names. Mm -hmm. So the scene cuts to the monitor room and Donna Troy is there. So again, this is another kind of building block to see that Kyle is gaining acceptance here. She's very happy to see Kyle. And I like the way that Ron Mars is kind of building the tension here, having her here, as well as Daryl Banks is the body positioning. Like Kyle puts his hands behind his back like a little kid. And you can yeah. almost, you can see the body positioning like he's a little unsure around her because he's attracted to her. Of course, so, yeah. And yeah. who wouldn't be? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and we'll get to that later on. So Donna is taking an armload of packages to her son, Robert. I really love this scene here. She drops one of them, and Kyle makes an elf construct to catch it. And that I just love—I cool, yeah. love the whimsy here. I, and again, that's why I keep coming back to Kyle so often. He does those little things that really shows you how well he's becoming acquainted with his ring. Right, right, right. So everybody's gone at this point from Titans headquarters, except for Kyle. The hours go by, and I really like the art here. There's not a lot in the way of uh, of dialogue, but you see the way it's drawn by Daryl Banks. Again, of course, you know, my personal oh, favorite artist. Yeah, he's fantastic. So mm -hmm. Kyle plays paddle ball. He plays cards with uh, like, a, like a cowboy construct that he made. He draws a collage, interestingly enough, and the collage consists of Donna um, in like a very cartoonish version of Donna. Yeah. Gleek, the Nine Inch Nails logo. And Parallax being shot Alfred E. Newman style by an Oliver Queen arrow. So I thought that was really creative. And I've wondered, I was like, I wonder if Daryl like ever like did that himself. And then it's just like, you know, I'm going to throw that in a book at some point. So. I, 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 I'm, I like how they highlight every, you know, every, usually almost every issue we've read has hi highlighted the fact that you know, Kyle's career as an artist. And I dig mm -hmm. that, I, you know. Likewise. Like, because it's, that's such a rare, in terms of superhero secret identities, that is a very rare profession. Mm -hmm. So I like that it's highlighted, but also it reminds you that, you know, these characters are more than just going out at night, you know, and beating up bad guys. Like they have, another side of their life. So that's always a good reminder, you know, when you see stuff like that. So I really like that. Yeah. Well, speaking of, things are about to take a dark turn because Kyle falls asleep and his ring manifests Alexandra DeWitt. And Kyle isn't happy about that because he wakes up and here is kind of a construct slash illusion of Alexandra. Right. And again, He's still traumatized. He's still in mourning very much so for Alexandra. And to wake up to that was very shocking to him. And it makes sense that he would be. Like, like you know, like, I'm glad that it's not, you know, two issues later. And, hey, 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 I'm over here. Let's move on. And, you know, get it. I, I really dig that this is an ongoing thing. Yeah. But also, you know, aside from the part, the, 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 the fact that she's dead. I mean, that, I can understand why he'd be upset that the ring would, would conjure that, you know, right. construct up. But he was, he was obviously thinking about her for the ring to construct, conjure it up. Mm -hmm. 
which made me think that can you imagine if I had a green lantern ring and I was sleeping? My God, the it would be a construct of all my multiverse wives. It'd be ridiculous. There, there'd be I'd no room for anything I'd, else. <laughs> I'd wake up and think of yeah, I was you have to be great. Come on, somebody give me a ring. Where's my green? I mean, I know I can get one at the store, but those don't do anything. Give me one that, that conjures up that stuff. Uh, yeah, well, but just remember <laughs> though, all the information is transmissible to the guardians, not with Kyle's ring, but with a with a standard Green Lantern ring. So. That's why I want Kyle's ring. This way, they can't know what else you want. You know what those little blue perverts would be doing with my, with my thoughts. I, got, I could just <laughs> I could just see Lantern of Sector two eight one four. Stop misusing your power battery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, so as we said, Kyle was very traumatized by this. He isn't happy, so he flies off to kind of enjoy the night air again. You know, for people who may be listening. The East Coast here, very cold on Christmas Eve. Kyle kind of flies out and yeah. is enjoying that. And he stops Santa Claus, not the actual Santa Claus, yeah. a Santa Claus, you know, someone dressed up as Santa Claus from being yeah. robbed. And I like this scene, too, because Kyle stops the robbery with a reindeer construct. Yeah. And he ties up the robbers with a bow and a little card like you would get on a Christmas present. So again, yeah. I just love the whimsy here. That's why I like this issue so much. And the creative again, I love it. And I, it's it's uh, Daryl Banks's creativity to draw those things, but it's really cool that you know an actual artist is interpreting the what a, what an artist would think up as a construct. Right. You know that 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 adds like a uh, what's the word like a meta aspect to the the whole Kyle situation because yeah. an artist is being drawn by an artist and you know certainly a layer of reality there right yeah that uh, you can believe you know what Kyle experiences because you know you know there's an artist interpreting Kyle's yeah, life here so. yeah 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 it's great. Yeah. So uh, important little scene here. People often ask me, do the Green Lanterns have to say their oath to recharge their rings? Usually you always see the, the recharging process accompanying with the oath, but it doesn't necessarily have to. And here we see with Kyle's ring in particular, he doesn't know how to say the oath yet. He has no reason to say the oath. He right. just sticks his ring into the battery and charges it. He yeah. even makes a point that he doesn't exactly know when it's full. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of depends on the artist and the era. And, of course, I love the Green Lantern Oath, but it's not necessarily a not a necessity, shall we say. So. You really see that he's a novice uh, mm -hmm. at this. He's still learning, yeah. Yeah. So Kyle flies to Rockefeller Center. That's where the giant Christmas tree is. And yeah, he runs... I'm surprised he didn't run into Hawkeye. You know. <laughs> what a, a crossover that would have been, yeah. Uh, that would have been. Isn't it cool how those two things, the symmetry for us here as podcasters, I like it. Yeah, it so. just so happens that we're re reading and watching it at roughly the same, yeah. in the same space of time. Yeah. yeah. So Kyle runs into one of my favorite DC villains, is not talked about enough, Dr. Polaris. I really love this character. Right. Now, he's had past run-ins with Hal Jordan. His origin was Green Lantern Volume 2, number 21. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't know Kyle, but he recognizes the name Green Lantern. And so he and Kyle immediately start to throw down. Poor Kyle. Everybody that comes in contact with him 
I knew a Green Lantern, and I hated him. And never yeah, exactly, exactly. So by proxy, I'm going to beat the crap out of you because <laughs> you're the right. only one. Yeah. Well, he sucks, so you must suck too. So here, you know, poor Kyle. Yeah. So, but I like though the the way that Ron Mars wrote this scene because Kyle's trying to protect the civilians while yeah. Doctor Polaris is using anything he can use that's that like he can use his magnet, magnetic powers on to like just kind of toss them around. So Kyle has to try to protect the civilians while Dr. Polaris is attacking him. So it's, you know, the, the good guy who's trying to preserve life against the guy who really doesn't, you know, give a crud what he's doing. He's going to use utilize any dirty tactic to try to achieve victory. Right. Yeah. No, he's an interesting villain from the little bit mm-hmm. that I've been exposed to him. He's, he's definitely an interesting villain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's some similarities with, with the Green Goblin, you know, because... You know, when he's Neil Emerson, you know, he doesn't think of himself as Dr. Polaris. But when that, when that, you know, and he was one who was affected by Underworld Unleashed. He can, you know, he can undergo that, you know, um, psychological metamorphosis and become Dr. Polaris. So far, I got to say, I like Dr. Polaris better than that. What was that guy? I remember when we reviewed the Teen Titans, the the other crossover with Green Lantern and Teen Titans. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the, what the hell is his name? The guy the, the, with with the with the telekinesis powers. They could. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm forgetting the name right Simon? now. Yeah. Simon. Yeah. yeah, Simon. P S I M O N. I like him. I like I like Doctor Polaris better. Well, Doctor Polaris is is again a kind of a time tested villain. He just doesn't get utilized that much, and a lot of people say, "Oh, well, he's just a ripoff of Magneto." Well. That's not the case. They they have completely different personalities. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Yeah. So the way this ends is Kyle creates a giant construct to catch the giant Christmas tree that Dr. Polaris has knocked over, simultaneously catching Dr. Polaris. And he uses this like giant construct, and I wish I knew the exact name. It's 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 some kind of like giant electric tuning fork that he uses mm. to shock. Dr. Polaris with that before he's able to knock him out of the sky and catch him. Yeah. So. Um, no, it was, it, it was, like I said, it was, it's like a, Kyle has the unique ability to kill two birds with one stone in that kind of a rescue, right? It's like, yeah. Save the tree, catch, catch the, the bad guy. Right. It's like, it's like that hero's tagline. Remember, save, uh, save the cheerleader, save the world. This is, uh, Save the tree, catch the villain. Yeah. Okay. Although, although I will say, heroes had something again had nothing to do with Greenlander, but it's in the realm. Heroes <laughs> had a Hayden Panettiere, which was the you know the cheerleader that they were all about saving. And okay. let me tell you something about Hayden Panettiere, Donnie. Okay. This will come as no surprise to anybody that knows me or that's aware of the multiverse watch list. But Hayden Panettiere is most certainly on the list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so after he's able you didn't to, think i was gonna get go a chance to do it during the comic podcast <laughs> did you i found the way well i you know if the next episode of emerald echo where we talk about john stewart's recent adventure green lantern number 10 there's a character in there that i really like so oh, i wouldn't yeah. want to battle john for her but if there's you know a version of donnie out, you want, out me, there. want me to pass my pen to you for that episode <laughs> <laughs> This is this is like the magical pet. This is like the what's that guy's name on Star Girl? The, the, the purple. Oh guy. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I got a better pen. This one's better. 
How about that? Uh, whatever right. your name is, wields that pen. Yeah. Anyway. So. Anyway, but make sure to tune in for the next episode of the Emerald Echo, where we talk about Green Lantern number ten. And now back to this episode of Emerald Echo, right here on Multiverse Musings at the Big Cat. That's your so. first plug of the day, which is shocking for you. <laughs> Usually, there's about four or five by now. Anyway. Right. So. All right. So Kyle soaks up adulation from the onlookers. He gets a kiss from a woman, and he's starting to like New York now because you know yeah. New York's starting to like him. Right. So Kyle goes back to Titan headquarters and Donna shows back up and she says, well, don't get yourself excited. And I'm like, that's, that's not how that works. When you're attracted to somebody who he obviously is attracted yeah. to Donna, the minute she, she walks in, you know, he's excited. She walks so. into a room and I'd be like, don't get excited. Yeah. That's the complete opposite of what's happening here. <laughs> there's, no other, there's no other way around the lady. So she gives Kyle a present, yeah. which is mistletoe. Hmm. And for anyone who may not know, mistletoe, it's tradition to give someone mistletoe, or when you're standing under mistletoe, you kiss the person. Right. And yeah, so yeah. this issue ends with the smoochy face. Now, Donnie, did you know a couple of things? Did you know that a mistletoe is deadly if you eat it? <laughs> and a kiss is even deadlier when you mean it. Indeed. No, so that's the Batman Returns reference. Um, by the way, that's my favorite Christmas movie. Good, just, good. yeah, that's a good just choice. So everybody knows. Uh, I have you. numerous favorite Christmas movies. Right, so. but that's one up there. That's every year Christmas Eve at midnight. I watch Batman Returns. That's a ritual mm -hmm. uh, of mine. The other thing is, I'm just thinking as that whole scene was playing out, where she walks in and gives her the mistletoe, right? Mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself. What I wouldn't give to have Connor Leslie, who plays uh, uh, Donna Troy on Titans, walk into to a room and present me with a, a mistletoe on Christmas. That's <laughs> I was like, damn you, Kyle. I wish that was me. And <laughs> I would like to see that scene play out on Titans. So Warner Brothers, DC, put Kyle on Titans. Hey, I'm I'm down with that. And by the way, in case I haven't mentioned this before, I got to go check the list on Twitter to see if I actually uh, uh, put her on yet. But just in case anybody's wondering, Connor Leslie from Titans is most certainly on the <laughs> list. No, but I, I, again, I like the way this relationship is developing. It's very authentic. It feels very realistic. You know, there's the 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 added, not an issue, but. It's you know the, the the circumstance of her having an ex and a, and a child, and mm -hmm. so that's going to be a different dynamic for Kyle. But I like the way this is playing out so far. It really feels like a legit how a legitimate real relationship would play out. So, mm -hmm. and the reason the reason why we're bringing you three issues here on this episode that aren't Green Lantern is there are some important things that happen in these issues. Not necessarily for Kyle, although some of them are, but something like for Donna happens in Titans number 119. That's sure. certainly going to affect her relationship with Kyle. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So we're trying to be completionist here and give you every appearance by Kyle in this original volume three run. Right. Yeah. So. By the way, so, yeah. just in case you can't, um, because I have an autographed copy, a couple autographed copies of that issue. I love it. It's it's. It's perfect, you know. 
It's Mars and Banks together. Oh, are we are we reading this one already? Are we going issue by issue? Well, do you want to do it that way? Because I, you know, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we could. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. No disrespect to anyone else writing these issues or drawing. Again, Mars and Banks for me, that's my dynamic duo. Nothing's going to quite be yeah, on their level. Batman and Robin. That's how I but yeah, when it when it comes to Kyle, anyway, that you know, it's the, like the, Jeff yeah. Robb and Jim Lee. Like you guys, you put those when Hush came out. That was, I mean. You know, that got me back at the I was reading that got me back at the comics. So Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee, you, those two are like on my Mount Rushmore of modern, modern, you know, comic book people. Um, but no, uh, my rating for Green Lantern 59 is a five for story, five for art, perfect 10. That's the last perfect 10 I'm giving out on this particular episode. <laughs> Likewise, but yeah, I mean, that. I think I said it on one of these podcasts. It's going to be a long time, I think, before I see or, or b- before I would rate one of these as like less than perfect. Because for yeah, me, yeah. this is life. This is a life changing run. So, right, yeah. okay, so we go to New Titans number one nineteen, part of a story called Dark Titans. Now we're not going to highlight everything here that's going on because not all of it has to do with Kyle. This is a Green Lantern podcast. Well, whatever you highlight is going to be new to me because I said. Okay. I went on Comixology. It wasn't there. So, all right. Well, here we go. You see, I want to pay you. <laughs> I can't if you don't let me. Like, hello. Let me give you money. Yeah. All right. We'll strap in here, sir. Here we go. Part all of right. a story called Dark Titans. Kyle flies past the Statue of Liberty. Once again, remarks that he's enjoying the New York winter. So in the snow, a car loses control and it's careening towards a group of kids who are playing in the street. Kyle creates a ramp that saves the kids and it actually has the car do a loop-de-loop. Uh-huh. One of those kind of, again, another super creative construct, even though not drawn by Daryl Banks, still very much in keeping with Kyle's personality. Right. Another thing we see here is that he's still thinking about Alex. You know, when he does something heroic, he's like, you know, I wish Alex could have seen it. I don't blame him. I mm-hmm. mean, it's totally understandable. Yeah. He was wishing she was still around. And also marveling how strange it is, people are starting to recognize him as Green Lantern and just calling him GL. And yeah. he's still, he's like, wow, you know, people know me and they know me as GL. So. Yeah. Now, in this issue, interestingly enough, Donna is is uh, in a, a custody hearing with her ex-husband. The ex-husband was mentioned, of course, in Green Lantern number 59. And she loses her composure during this and breaks a table with her super strength. And because of that, the judge bars her from seeing her son. So this is a pretty huge development for her. Yeah. Because, again, she loses her composure. So I get that, but still, that's a little extreme by the judge, if you ask me. Well, part of the judge's reticence was the fact that she's a superhero, a well-known superhero, worrying that the child was going to be exposed to, you know, threats from, you know, villains and superpowered fights. Yeah, so, I guess that makes sense on the same And way. so then when Donna loses her composure, that's the last thing she wanted to do. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. But it was really hard to see uh, obviously a mother who loves her child barred from seeing her child at this point. It was right. it was a hard scene to watch. So For sure. Speaking of blowups, Damage and Arsenal have a big blowup. And after all this, again, Arsenal very much questioning himself as a leader. He heads to Kyle's apartment for a night away to try to clear his head and just spend some time with Kyle and have some buddy time. 
Now, I'm sure you will be shocked, Adam, when mm. he goes to Kyle's apartment. Uh. Kyle has a nude model in his apartment. <laughs> and he is he's drawing this woman. That's who has... Kyle, man. He's living the life. <laughs> and Roy is actually very embarrassed here because he walks into, you know, Kyle. And the, the woman's name is Kelly. I don't think she's ever mentioned again. Uh, just a friend of Kyle's. And she doesn't act embarrassed. Kyle doesn't act embarrassed, but Roy is very embarrassed. So, so he's drawing her. He's, he's, yeah, that's, that's what's happening, right? Yes, he he's drawing her. She actually oh. has a product, and I forget exactly what the product was. She has a product in her hand. She's she's blocking her chest yeah, area. Of course, so, yeah, know, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not an X-rated comic. You don't need to worry about that. So, however, <laughs> what's funny here is that. Kyle says he's on a deadline at this point. Again, he has a job and he has to work all night and to try to meet this deadline with his drawing. So she actually asks Roy to walk her home because she lives in a bad neighborhood. And while they are walking home, she asks Roy a little bit about her life and then they agree to go on a date. So Roy is profiting from uh, Kyle's hard work. I see how that works. Yeah, he's very nice to her, I, you know, I have to say. Um, and I want to see if I can get this on camera so you can see it. Uh, she tells him, hold on, let me pull this up here. Make sure. She tells him, by the way, you can look next time. I won't be embarrassed because he, by the way, for people who, and, and I want to go on a rant here just for just a minute. People for, uh, like our friend Brooke, who are cosplayers and yeah. ladies who put their right. pictures online. That's not an invitation for you to say whatever you want. Roy right. acts like a gentleman the whole time. Right. And then she says, by the way, you can look next time. I won't be embarrassed. And this is... Well, <laughs> the black screen, Donnie. Black screen. Ah. This is Roy's face when she tells him that. He's yeah. very happy. <laughs> he should that be. he just scored a date with a beautiful woman. Guess what? Right. Why? Because he was a gentleman. So. Yeah, he wasn't an idiot. Um, but, but, there, but Donnie... We've documented the amount of idiots on the internet. It's it's a well-known, <laughs> yeah, it's a well-known fact, especially on Twitter. They breeds idiots. Yes. So breeding ground for idiots, you know. Right. <laughs> so yeah. So it ends with with uh, Kelly and and Roy agree- agreeing to go on a date. We don't see Kyle again in this in this issue. It does end with, and this is something that will come into play later on. Mirage, who is pregnant, by the way, being tracked down by the children of Trigon which includes, at this point, an evil version of Raven. Uh-huh. And that personality has asserted itself, and Mirage is captured at the end of this episode of episode issue. So Okay, all right. Yeah. We will see like more... an entertaining issue, though. We will see more of what's going on there in New Titans number 120. Okay. So. Sounds like a cool, uh, cool story, though. It, it is. I missed it. It's a shame yeah. I missed it. Mm-hmm. DC, I'm very disgruntled that <laughs> the issue that I was looking forward to read, I couldn't, but the two that you made available were, were the ones that we're going to talk about next. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I think, I'm think i pretty sure it's in one of the collected editions, so I'll see if I can find that, and you can purchase that on Comixology. Yeah, okay. See, I okay. didn't know that. If I knew yeah. that. So, damage number eight. So, fed up with Arsenal, damage decides to leave the new Titans for a bit to research his family. Now, it's important to know here he has another Green Lantern connection. He's the nephew of Dr. Polaris. Grant Emerson is Neil Emerson's uncle. Right. Or did I get that wrong? Grant, no, no, no. Grant Emerson is 
No, Neil's Grant's uncle. So right, yeah, you got that. Right. Okay. You got that. Turn Neil around. Emerson is Doctor Polaris. Right. So that's the GL connection beyond just you know the, him being in the new Kyle being in the new Titans book. Sure. So Arsenal's uh, excuse me, Damage's first lead is the Symbolics Corporation and its owners, the Warman family. So in this issue, we see him get attacked by Stephen Wolf. He defeats him with the aid of Wild Heart and a Mother Box. And since the mother box reacts to both of them, uh, she suspects wild, wild heart that is that they may both be from New Genesis. Now, right. Kyle is not in this book very much at all. He's only in a couple panels. Yeah. So why do we cover it? We want to, you know, make sure that we're covering everything completely. So if somebody reads this and wonders where is it, this is where it is. Okay. This is during that time that Kyle is gaining acceptance with the Teen Titans. Right. So another thing I want to point out here, and I, I forgot to tell you about this. That's okay. It's a, a tidbit. Issue number nine, Kyle is not in issue number nine. However, Dr. Polaris escapes Slabside Penitentiary, which we saw him sent to the slab at the end yeah, of issue yeah, 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 yeah. number 59. That's and right. he lays the smackdown on damage. Okay. Big time. So I don't like that issue because the damage didn't impress you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So damage number 10, Kyle is in the very beginning of this, and he's obviously displeased that Dr. Polaris has freed himself. Yeah. And he says that. However, Kyle is not in very much of this episode at all. What we see is that Impulse reveals that he's been following, following damage around for a few days, secretly helping him, but he's forgot to alert the Titans. So Arsenal's not happy about that. Damage is now on his own in Atlanta trying to save a woman named Mara Darrow from a villain named Splatter. There's some gruesome stuff in this. It Arsenal, was, yeah. yeah. Arsenal uses his powers to defeat Splatter, but both Mara and another one of his friends, who's it's another damage. Uh, yeah. Damage. Dam yeah. Damage. Who what did I say? Uh, yeah. Damage yeah. uses his is his powers. It's his book. He uses his powers to overcome Splatter. And Splatter's an apt name because a couple of the the, uh, the deaths here, a couple of his kills are very gruesome. So right, right, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I mean, like you said, Green Lantern wasn't in it all that much, mm -hmm. and in the space of those two issues, the remainder of it, where I had a chance to get exposure to the damaged character, I really felt zero. Uh, connection uh, or interest in this character um, uh -huh. like it didn't grab me at all um, so it was honestly one of the one two of the the most boring reading comic reading experiences I've ever had like it was just I'm like I, I was almost to the point where I was like I'm gonna skip for Kyle, and if he's not here, I'm just gonna stop here because it's it's it was. I I don't know how long this series lasted. Twenty issues, I believe. But I can see why it didn't last all that long. It's not and great. again, you, you'll see here that back in back in the mid '90s, Kyle was being inserted in a lot of yeah. these things to try to. Kyle was incredibly popular, right. much more so than 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 Daryl and Ron Mars originally perceived he would be. Right, and I get it. But and they were gonna, using Kyle in a lot of these places to try to prop these books gonna, up. If you're going to do that, you at least put him in the issue more. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like if you're going to try and use his popularity, right? Right. Use it effectively. Yes, and and I, mean, I get it. You know, it's Damage's book. I mean, that's you know, he's the character on the title there. Yeah. But yeah, I would have liked to have seen obviously more Kyle. I mean, you're you're never going to hear me say I want to see less Kyle, but right, yeah. So yeah, yeah so the, the Damage book isn't for me. Um, rating it just to be nice and because it had some decent art, mm -hmm. I'll give it a two, and it's purely for the the fact that the art was nice to look at for the most part. But the story did absolutely nothing for me. So, on the whole, it'd be a two out of ten because the story was a zero, and the art just because I want to be nice, the art was decent to look at. So it was a two. I, you know, I I liked some of the connection here that what what Damage is trying to do. I also like Splatter as a villain. So between the two issues, I'm going to give the writing um, writing a three three and a half. Also the art, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Not right. not perfect, but I did like it. Plus, so, I'm not a fan of the New Gods characters outside of Darkseid, so it's like, mm -hmm. eh, Steppenwolf. Look, look, I'm all Steppenwolf played out now. Like, like I'm, I, I've seen six hours of him in live action. I, I didn't much care for that. I don't care for his comic. The only time I enjoyed Steppenwolf was in the Earth Two comics. Okay. Uh, in the new during the New Fifty Two, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. What I'm finding out is every. I'm really not that much of a new gods kind of guy, outside of Dark Side. Mm -hmm. It just. It's not my. And I know Jack Kirby is very important to the comic industry and his contribution and, and mm -hmm. all that stuff. But those characters just don't don't do anything for me. Well, I've been trying to reacquaint myself with with the new gods. A lot of what I read was like 30 years ago. Right. So yeah. trying because they're playing into the current yeah. Green Lantern series. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, was, like I said, a really good Green Lantern issue, and and so mm -hmm. I was happy about that. Um, I like the Green Lantern issue. Obviously, I love the Green Lantern issue. Yeah. I thought the new Titans issue was very solid. The two damage issues, just a little bit of Kyle, but just adding a little bit of Green Lantern flavor to what's yeah. going on. So yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So there we are. Um, we're 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 back. In a bit of a groove with uh, with Kyle, and uh, we'll, as we always do, continue uh, going through his uh, his adventures. Mm -hmm. and, and while we're doing that, hopefully uh, DC will announce him in a book again. <laughs> right, right. At some point, while we're going through these these these, these back issues, would be mm -hmm. nice. Anytime now, DC. Go ahead. Anytime, DC. We're waiting, uh, but. Um, but yeah, we'll be back with more Kyle. And uh, until then, if you want to talk Kyle with us on social media, you can. So, Donnie, where do they where do they find you on the socials? You can find me on Twitter as the Emerald Enthusiast. Let's talk collectibles. Let's talk comics. Let's talk Green Lantern. You can find me at Adam underscore Least Fan on Twitter. The podcast Vidcast Network has its own Twitter page at MMNPVC. There's a Facebook group which is listed somewhere in the in the description below. Click that. I will add you, and we can continue the conversation there if you like. But until next time, remember that Green Lantern, specifically Kyle Rayner, is forever. From the first kiss of the missile hole with Donna Troy to the last. So long, everybody. So long, everyone. Mm -hmm.